my name is Julian Hall and my connection with Brent is that I was born and raised here. I've gone to school here and I still live in Brent. So I grew up in Harlesden and I've also lived in other areas of Brent like uh, Stonebridge, Kilburn and Chalk Hill and I currently live in Cricklewood. Reggae means uh, a lot to me uh, because it's the thing that, you know, looking back on it, formed my identity with uh, my parents. Um, they came from the Caribbean. And so I learned about Caribbean history through food, through um, language and through music. So as a young boy, I would go through my dad's uh, record collection. And that's when I started to learn about music. So he had a collection of kind of disco tunes and kind of old soul, old rare groove, but also lots and lots of reggae. And that's where I started to discover artists like Bob Marley, Dennis Brown, Ika Mouse, Yellow Man, and so on. And, you know, I just fell in love with the music since then. And as I got older, I started to kind of go to the uh, record shops in Harlesden and, you know, buy my own music. And both me and all of my friends, we were, you know, really big into music. And reggae was a core part of, you know, our our experience as young people in Brent. So reggae, uh, the language. So, you know, lots of um, the way in which uh, Jamaican slang or patois has become a very British um, way of, of, of speaking. Lots of the terms and phrases that came from reggae music. So we learned how to talk Jamaican <laughs> through that music, right? Because many of us didn't go there, but our parents spoke to us, you know, in a West Indian or Caribbean um, way. And we learned different ways to speak in a Caribbean or Jamaican manner through reggae music particularly. But also uh, reggae music dealt with a lot of social issues that we could connect with. It dealt with issues around identity and around history, around food, around relationships, around politics. Um, and all of that was almost part of our kind of cultural education looking back on it. So even the foods that that even the food that we ate, you know, the, the things that we chose to, you know, eat as young people when we were out, patties and jerk chicken and um, the culture that we enjoyed when uh, our family would come around or there'd be a barbecue in the park or, or Notting Hill Carnival, a lot of it was powered through our, um, you know, our love for reggae music. And therefore, because reggae music was almost like the bridge that connected us back to the home of our... Uh, ancestors as it were. As a fan of reggae it really did um, influence the way we dressed so actually one of the first businesses that I set up was um, with my girlfriend at the time and my friends was a fashion company and that fashion company was heavily influenced by reggae and dancehall music at the time so you know uh, we that was when we're talking kind of like early 90s everything was kind of ripped or uh, we had kind of bullet holes in clothes, or there was the, uh, you know, the famous string vest, um, you know, the jeans. There was, um, there was, uh, there was something called click suits, which was like a corduroy matching tops and bottoms, and and we made those, you know, and and that formed part of our business. So, uh, so it, yeah, it really did. It, it heavily influenced how we dressed. And what was interesting is, even though we listened to as much rap as we did reggae we were probably more influenced by um by the way in which jamaican 
artists dressed as opposed to rap artists. So, you know, the shoes, there was like, you know, Bally shoes and, um, you know, kind of bandanas and um, kind of fake gold teeth caps and, you know, uh, rings and uh, chops or bracelets and chains. All of those things were in the main influenced by, um, by reggae artists and by Jamaican culture. And that's how we dressed. So, I mean, in my kind of primary school days, um, it was, it really was kind of reggae, pure reggae. So we're talking, you know, the Bob Marleys, the Dennis Browns, um, Yellow Man, Ica Mouse, you know, kind of traditional reggae. And then as I went into my teens um, and early twenties, it was more kind of dance hall, bashment type artists. And so you're talking about um, some of the earlier ones would be people like Papasan, Ninja Man, Cutty Rank, Shabba Ranks, Super Cat, and then the more, and then the newer ones would be people like Elephant Man, Beanie Man, Bounty Killer, Sprague Benz, etc. And uh, yeah, we were, I mean, we were right there. If there was a concert, Ninja Man was there, we were there. You know, if, um, you know, there was, uh, I even went, you know, a lots of us even went over to Jamaica for the kind of reggae sunsplash. And so we were really, really closely connected to the music. It, it meant a lot to us. Yeah. So, I mean, BBMC here, um, you know, it was, was, a, was a place where we would come to, uh, to kind of soak up reggae culture and music culture. Um, in Harleston and just in Brent in general, there were lots of kind of house parties that we'd go to. Um, there were lots of what they call shabines or kind of late night places where they probably shouldn't have been setting up sound systems and playing music. Um, but we would just tag along and we would go there and people that were maybe five or 10 years older than us, we would just follow along and they would just take us into, you know, places where, you know, there'd just be a, a nondescript door and you'd walk in and, you know, there'd be music and people and not much lights, but lots of vibes. And, you know, that was our kind of existence growing up. And a lot of that happened on the estates of, um, in Stonebridge or in, um, or in Kilburn. And so, yeah, we, you know, we, wherever, wherever um, sound systems could find a place to set up and play, you know, we were, we were there. Yeah, so um, some of the record shops that I spent time in when I was younger um, were places like Hawkeye Music and, and, and Body Music in Harleston. And, uh, it was because there was no Spotify, there was no internet, so I, there was no phones, there was no mobile phones, right? So for you to discover music, you had to go out to the record shop, and if you heard a song on the radio, you'd have to kind of, you'd have to go and ask the guy who, who was in the record shop, do you have this song, have you heard this song? You might even have to try and sing the song, right? Um, and, 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 you know, tell him some of the lyrics, and then he'd, you know, he'd either show you where it was on, on the shop floor, or he'd go out into the back and he'd pull it out, and, you know, it would be like a single, or, or an album, 12 inch, whatever. And you then have to, he might play some of it or whatever. And then you'd buy it for, I don't know, a tenner and you'd walk all the way home and then you'd, you know, and then you'd play it for yourself. So it was an experience. It was like a, it was like, it was like half a day out, right? Um, and so those places became uh, meccas for uh, music discovery. That was our Spotify, right? So Body Music was my Spotify, Hawkeye was my iTunes. Um, when I was younger but it was great it meant that you know we got out of the house it meant that we connected with people it meant that um, we could share the experience about learning um, we, we could share the experience uh, 
of learning about the music as we learned about it, we could share it with other people in, in a real sense. I wouldn't say I'm a music musician now. <laughs> when, I, when, I was, uh, when I was a young teenager, my friends and I had a music collective and uh, we were, it was, it was a rap music collective. We were, it was a hip hop thing. Uh, but there were other friends of ours from Brent who were strictly reggae. And, you know, they were part of our collective and, you know, they influenced our music. And, you know, lots of friends of mine um, who were in Brent, who were just reggae artists, uh, you know, we grew up with them. You know, we still know them. Some of them are, you know, big names now today. Uh, so, yeah, we, you know, we were there um you know, as they were honing their, their their craft and, you know, we were influencing each other back and forth. It was a great experience. So when I listen to music now, I can definitely hear the influence of reggae in today's music. I mean, it's interesting, just having a conversation earlier on with uh, one of the guests here and just saying that, you know, young people, even my own kids, they'll, um, they'll sing a melody or they'll use a piece of slang and they think that they made it up <laughs> or that, you know, you know, hi, Dad, I've just discovered something. I'm going to teach you about something cool. And I have to remind, you know, my daughter particularly that it was my generation and generations before that actually originated some of that. Uh, and now it's just being recycled. So definitely. And actually, it's 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 nice to see that, you know, the kind of uh, the, what people what we'd refer to as kind of foundation, um, the stuff that 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 laid uh, the framework for uh, what people would regard as urban music today. Um, those influences are still really strong in, in popular music. Some of my uh, go-to reggae tracks would be, uh, I suppose, um, I'm into lots, a lot of uh, conscious um, reggae. So, uh, you know, stuff um, by people like um, Jamali, um, uh, Busy Signal, um, Reggae Music Again, uh, a lot of um, Cutty Ranks, Early Dancehall, a lot of Ninja Man, Merciless, Bounty Killer. Not so much tracks, but artists, you know, that I kind of relate to back in my heyday. <laughs> but but even today, there are lots of amazing artists, um, you know, who are uh, keeping, either, you know, conscious reggae alive, um, which is probably probably today my favourite genre of, 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 of reggae music. Coming from such a small island, Reggae is arguably one of the most influential genres of music in the world. You can go anywhere and uh, if there's a picture of Bob Marley, everyone knows who it is. Um, I think the only other two people you can do that with is Michael Jackson and Jesus, <laughs> providing you've got the right picture of Jesus, but we won't have that discussion now. But uh, I think it's testament to how impactful the, the genre was and still is. Um, and I just think it's fascinating that such a small place can have such a massive impact on the world. And, you know, I'm proud to have Jamaican blood in my veins and to have grown up with the genre and to feel like I'm part of it, even though I'm not a musician. <laughs>